0: Hello and welcome to the second season of Persuaded by Love I am your host Samuel Liriano I thank you once again for joining me And I hope this podcast is an encouragement into your lives And may help you and guide you in knowing a loving God So, let's jump right in Today's podcast is titled who are we idolizing we'll be reading from Daniel chapter 3 verses 19 through 30 New Living Translation 19 Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage he commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and the and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other other garments. 22. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. 23. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. 24. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his visor, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty. We certainly did, they replied. 25. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servant of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. 27. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and the visors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads were singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. 28. The Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels to rescue his servant who trusted in him. They defiled the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god 29 therefore i make this decree if any people whatever their race or nation or language speak a word against the god of shadrach meshach and abednego they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble there is no other god who can rescue like this verse 30 then King promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher position in the province of Babylon. Here are my four key takeaways from today's reading. Who are we listening to? 2. Who are we going to follow? 3. How are you going to deal with the pressure you are facing now? or going to face in the future for in who am i going to receive my victory in man or in god what are you idolizing in your life or are you letting the world dictate what you should be idolizing in your life or worse are you letting the enemy influence your worship are you afraid of not fitting in with everyone around you are you compromising your God-given righteousness and victory done on the cross by Jesus or are we doubters of Jesus we are influenced by our idolization of the world or our disbelief of Jesus that the church talks about? Are we laying success filled with pride? Is failure filling you with doubt to the point that you are looking to others for hope, direction, and fulfillment? In Daniel chapter 3, we read about King Nebuchadnezzar who was filled with pride and ignorance had decided to have a golden statue of himself erected and require all his kingdom to bow down and worship at it at the sound of the musical instrument. Let's look back in Daniel chapter 2 verses 36 to 38 where Daniel interprets a dream for the king. Verse 36 that was a dream and we will tell the king what it means 37 your majesty you are the greatest of the kings the God of heaven has given you sovereignty power strength and honor 38 he has made you the ruler over all the inhabited world and has put even the wild animals and birds under your control you are the head of gold in Daniel's interpretation he tells the king your majesty you are the greatest of the kings the God of heaven has made you emperor and given you power might and honor that was in chapter 2 of Daniel and now we see in chapter 3 that the statue is presented I believe God Almighty was testing the king of Babylon to see if he would give the God of heaven the glory or idolize himself you see Daniel told him what God wanted him to hear in Daniel chapter 2 verses 27 and 28 it says verse 27 Daniel replied there are no wise men and enchanters musicians or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret 28 but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you about your dream and the vision you saw as you laid in bed. In verse 28 Daniel tells the king that there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. The words that came from Daniel were not his own but those of God of heaven. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 36 it says "Verse 36 that was a dream now we would tell the king what it means your majesty you are the greatest of the kings the God of heaven has given you sovereignty power strength and honor he has made you the ruler of all the inhabited world and has put even the animals And birds under your control You are the head of gold God wanted to see How King Nebuchadnezzar Would handle praise God wanted to see how we handle Praise and success in our own lives If we can learn anything From the story of Daniel It is that All power Honor and might Comes from God Not from us God is the one who Put us in the right place at the right time why did he do this why did he give me success why am i here why do i feel lost unappreciated unappreciated or forgotten let's look at the three advisors who were Jews removed from Jerusalem and taken to Babylon and groomed for service in the king's court they were groomed and forced into The influence of the Babylonian culture this culture also renamed them their new names were Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they were from the tribe of Judah which means praise Genesis chapter 29 verse 35 says once again Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son she named him Judah for she said now I will praise the Lord When God takes you somewhere and you are successful or going through a rough season, where is your praise? Is your praise for the God for God and creator or is your praise for yourself? Or is your praise intimidated by the enemy because the enemy seeks to silence your praise? Is your trust in God, your heavenly creator? But your success or hardship isn't about you. It's about fulfilling the desires of God's heart. Daniel and his three friends were sent there by God to show the glory of God to the king and the people of Babylon. The three friends just didn't know it yet. But they were being groomed for Babylonian culture. And the three men and Daniel did not bow to the influence of their culture but they kept their praises and their worship focused on god see god didn't just test the king of babylon he also tested the three friends the enemy saw that there was something different about these men so when the king gave orders to create a statue of golden pride the king had advisors who despised shadrach meshach and abednego because they chose not to bow as the king ordered. Let's look at Daniel chapter 3 verse 12. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have put their who you put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the golden statue you have set up. When we are when we are faced, when excuse me, when we are so focused on ourselves and full of pride, no matter the situation we are in, we can let negative influences lead us to become enraged. Verse thirteen to fourteen says, "Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought." before him when they were brought in verse 14 Nebuchadnezzar said to them is this true Shadrach Meshach and Abednego that you refuse to worship my God or the statue or the golden statue I have set up verse 15 and I have and I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of a musical instrument but if you but if you refuse You'll be thrown immediately Into the blazing furnace And then what God will be able To rescue you from my power In verses 14-15 in verses to 15, We read how the influences Around us will try to pressure us To give up our praises Whether it's a sunny day in our lives Or a dark stormy cloud When we are facing the influence When we are facing influences that say bow down or face the consequences and be cast out be made fun of be ridiculed or worse buy into the worldly influence that it sells us verse 15 says do you think there is any god who can save you the enemy of the world and of humanity knows how to strike so he can Break your God-given praises that God has put inside of all of us. But look at the three friends' responses in verse 17 to 18. Verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your your majesty. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty. We will never serve your God or worship the golden statue you have set up. They chose to not defend themselves but to trust in God. It says in verses 16 to 18, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power and your magic your majesty but even if he doesn't we want to make it clear to you your majesty we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up let's read jesus word in luke chapter 12 verses 11 to 12 verse 11 says and when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before the rulers and authorities don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say verse 12 the holy spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said god is saying i've got you don't worry about it the holy spirit will step in just keep praising god let's read matthew chapter 6 verses 31 to 34 verse 31 says so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat what will we drink what will we wear these things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs 33 seek the kingdom of God above all else live righteously and he will give you everything you need verse 34 so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worry today's troubles. that's enough for today Jesus tells us not to worry look back in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 27 it says can all your worries add a single moment to your life so the three friends were led by the spirit in how to respond to the influences that pressured them into idolization their response displayed trust in God's ability to rescue them. And if he doesn't it is his will. But they will not bow down. Now it says that the king lost his temper and ordered the furnace to be heated seven times its normal temperature. And have the strongest men tie them up and throw them them into the flaming fire not only will the worldly negativity influence reject you and criticize you but it will tie you up and use strongholds to bind you into submission into self-praise or self-agenda or the rejection of god because you are facing a dark season in your life and it seems like god is not responding the way we would like him to respond but in God's timing he'll respond as the three friends were thrown into the furnace King Nebuchadnezzar noticed something in verse 24-25 it says 24 but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisor didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace yes your majesty We certainly did, they replied. Verse 25 Look, Nebuchadnezzar said, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed and the fourth looks like a god. Did you catch that? He said, I see four, not tied up, not hurt and walking around and that the fourth one Looks like in God When it looks like All hope is lost God moves on his schedule He places you Where you are Just as he has placed Three friends In the right place So the power and glory Of God will be shown The three friends victory Wasn't because they were Praying two minutes Before they were Thrown into the fire But because of what They were doing previously They were praising God They were praying to God. They were on their knees way back in Jerusalem before they were exiled to Babylon. See, the influence of the world or of the enemy is trying to change your praise to God to self-praise or idol worship because they know if they can get you off course now, when your trial comes, you'll lose all hope and your praises for God and that you will fold up and quit when threatened with the fiery arrows of negative influences in psalms chapter 7 verses 13 it says he takes up his deadly weapon and aims his burning arrows in ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 it says at all times carry faith as a shield for with it you will be able to put out all the burning arrows shot by the evil one. Now that you have gone through the season of difficulty, here comes God's victory. Let's read verses 28 to 29. Verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servant, who trusted in him. They defiled the king's command, and were willing to rather than serve or worship any God except their own 29 therefore I make this decree if any people whatever their race nation or language speak a word against the God of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they will be torn limb from limb and their house will be turned into heaps of rubble there is no other God who can rescue like this did you catch the end of that sentence There is no other God Who can rescue like this The king of Babylon Let the influence of idol worship Dictate his praises But at the right time At the right place God sent three friends To intervene in the king's life So he could change his praise Of himself To the worship of the king of kings The God of heaven In his timing And in and in His way, God will move on our behalf for His purpose, not our purpose. God doesn't want us to be like the king of Babylon, desiring self-praise, idolization, or hopelessness. In Psalms chapter 110, verse 5, it says, The Lord stands at the right hand to protect you. He will strike down many kings when His anger's anger erupts. Isaiah chapter 41 verses 9 to 13 says I have called you back from the ends of the earth saying you are my servant for I have chosen you and I will not throw you away don't be afraid I am with you don't be discouraged for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious right hand see all your angry enemies lying there confused and humiliated anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing you will look in vain for those who try to conquer you and for those who attack you but but will come to nothing for I hold you up by your right hand I the Lord your God and I say to you don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. Who are you going to idolize? Who are you going to give your praises to? Who are you going to worship? A dying world? In Jeremiah 17.5 says, This is what the Lord says. To curse are those who their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord what are you going to worship an enemy who seeks to kill in John 10, 10 it says the thief's purpose is to steal kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life or are we going to trust in God who gave his son to die for us that we may know love for us in John 3.16 it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only, one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I end with the words of Paul in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord. Jesus Christ because of the cross my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died Paul is saying that because of the works of the cross the work of Jesus death, burial and resurrection we can look not to ourselves for power, honor or majesty the pride of self of the world has been Crucified in me And because of the cross of Jesus The world has rejected me No stronghold Has a hold on me The strongest one of them all Is our Savior Jesus Christ The Messiah He has a hold on me And he says He'll never let go of me Amen I just simply want to
1: say where are we looking to? And whom are we idolizing? What the world offers is temporal. But what God offers is eternal. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew this. They knew that serving and bound to a false god cannot give him What the creator in heaven Can offer us all And he's saying watch out Because the world will lead you Into the wrong influences And then you'll realize You're bowing down and worshipping The wrong thing Things that can't do for you Things that can't step in for you Things that can't Cover you in the flaming of the fires of life and let you come out unhurt unsinged, and not even smelling like smoke and there's only one way possible and that's through the cross as Paul said I boast about nothing but the cross the cross of Jesus it says his blood washes us white as snow It makes us whole. There's nothing in this world that can wash us of our sin and makes us whole. Other than what have Jesus done for us. Remember what Nebuchadnezzar said. He exclaimed, didn't I throw three men in? I see a fourth one. And that fourth one looks like God and catch it. He said they walked around. Unbound, unhurt. That's what God can do for each and every one of us. It's just saying don't focus on the temporal, but focus on the eternal, the eternal heavenly creator. And that's what I wanted to leave with you today. And as always, let's end this podcast in a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' righteous, holy name, I thank you for this opportunity of these words. Remember the words that Daniel gave the king of Babylon was not of his words, but of yours. And these words that I speak today, Lord Jesus, is not of my words, but of your words. And I pray, Lord, that those who are hearing these words are encouraged and renewed in their hearts and minds and seek a new hunger for you that they realize that this world doesn't offer what you can offer and that Lord you didn't promise us sunshiny day all the rest of our lives but that we will face circumstances and dark clouds and even flaming fires and even the fiery arrows of the enemy but dear goddesses put up the shield of faith that is in you Lord that will deflect the fiery arrows of the enemy and lead us into victory so Lord I pray that you may touch those in need that you answer prayers that need to be answered that you heal those that need to be healing need to be healed and that you may open eyes to see and hearts to receive all that you have to teach us in this life because it's not our purpose it's not our timing but it's your purpose and your timing dear God I pray this in Jesus righteous holy name Amen well I thank you once again for joining me for this episode of Persuaded by Love and I hope I have encouraged your day And hunger more for Christ. Thank you once again for joining me for season 2. And I'll see you next time. On another episode of Persuaded by Love.